Welcome to Animoa, the animated movie watch. I'm Birdie. I'm Beffers. Today's episode is Robin Hood. We pick our movies from the list of animated feature films on Wikipedia. Any movie with a theatrical release that has a critic's rating of over 50% on Rotten Tomatoes will get its own episode here on Animoa. And we're going in chronological order. Guess what year it still is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I can't (laughs) believe it. Anyway, what are you drinking? Uh, I am... Having some nice herbal tea. Oh, an herbal tea. Like, like what, what, what herb, herbals? I forget. <laughs> I can tell you the brand and the name, but we're not doing brands Oh, here. I see, I it's see. It's a very nice blend. Good, good. I'm glad. I've what got, are you drinking? It's apple juice. Oh. It's, it's just straight up apple juice. Makes you feel like a kid again. That's actually exactly what I was intending, mm-hmm. because that's kind of what this movie did. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So how many times did you see this movie when you were little? Infinite amounts. Infinite. Yeah, that sounds about right. Did you have it on VHS? Yes. Well, we taped it off of TV somehow. Okay. So, you did have it. So yeah. in my mind, Robin Hood starts with a fried chicken commercial. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and they also started with some kind of uh, Mickey adventure short. It was, I believe it was Jack and the Beanstalk. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't. I don't have that knowledge. I I think Robin Hood also was one of our taped off of TV things, but it would have been the Disney Channel specifically. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I definitely saw this a lot. So would you say that even, even now, is this your definitive Robin Hood movie? Yeah. Well, this and Robin Hood Men in Tights, which I was trying not to quote throughout the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> Do, do, do you have a preference of one over the other? This one, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it takes itself, you know, a bit more seriously than obviously <laughs> meditizing yeah. would be Mel Brooks and all. Yeah, okay. Did you ever even see, like, uh, Prince of Thieves or the I original think, one? Um, or not the original. The Errol Flynn one is like when I no, say No, I never saw the Errol Flynn one. I think oh. it was a Russell Crowe one I saw. It Russell came out Crow? in the 2000s. Oh, there was a newer one, wasn't there? Yeah. I vaguely remember promotional material about that yeah. never saw that one saw prince of thieves not good saw the errol flynn one entertaining but you know obviously quite dated and <laughs> we spent a lot of the movie just kind of making fun of certain oh. things but errol flynn was awesome yeah this this would also probably be my definitive robin hood yeah. probably more than men in tights i don't think i saw that as much as you did oh i saw that like <laughs> as much as space balls oh wow okay <laughs> did you ever read it Oh, God, you know, I don't know that I did. I'm trying to remember now, and I, no, I don't think so. I tried to read the original. (laughs) I ended up reading an abridged version for kids. Okay. And I didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) When when you say the original, like, what what does that even mean? I think it was Howard Pyle who wrote it. Okay. Man, I, I should have looked that up. I yeah, was up stuff about the movie, not no, the that's, story. That's fair. You know, I wasn't really going to ask much about like the story, just because it's kind of one of those public consciousness things. Like everyone knows Robin Hood, they know Little John, they know Friar Tuck, they know like all of these things, but like actual details. Meh. Yeah, the original I read was actually in German. So I never finished it. I was using it for my language learning. Oh, God. Okay. It was so difficult. But there was a scene where Robin and Little John meet for the first time. And I think it was Little John who falls in the river. And I'm like, that's like men in tights. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think their first meeting is supposed to be at that river. And yeah. they're like 
fighting over who crosses or something like that. And then in this movie, it starts with them in a river, but they're like, after you, no, after you. They're like gesturing for each other yeah. to cross. That's actually, that's that's kind of cute. It's very Disney-fied version. Yeah. So I think it's safe to say that we both enjoy this film. I freaking love this film. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. I'm, 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 I'm happy to hear that, especially after a lot of the movies we've been watching recently where yeah. it's just been like, ugh. Uh, that said, I wonder how much the enjoyment of this film is nostalgia talking and how much of it is, how good is this movie actually? Like, do, do you do you have like a, a sort of line that you draw between those two things or are you just, do you actually like enjoy it all the way around or do, do you have any reservations or things about it that you're like, okay, well that was dumb or okay, well that's kind of not cool or is it all just fine? It's 100% nostalgia. <laughs> also, also... You know, watching it like we did yesterday as an adult, because I really have not seen this since I was a little kid. Oh, wow. I do genuinely still like this. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I mean, it's a romp. Yes. It's a a fun movie. It's an adventure movie. It's not like there's like a whole lot of depth. Well, it has a lot more than The Aristocats, which was the last movie we watched. That's true. Or the last Disney Disney movie. movie. Yeah. It, It does have a lot more than that, but at the same time... It still retains some of the similarities to that because, again, post-Disney, you're going to get kind of this vibe. But it's more sophisticated than Aristocats. Oh, yeah. Aristocats felt very much like this is just for kids. Just turn this on and let them just look kitty cats. Whereas this, like, at least has some decent dialogue. There's some occasional jokes in there that that we were like, oh, my God, that's yeah. awesome. And like kind of some some thrilling, if at the time when we were younger, maybe somewhat scary sequences. Yeah. Actually, yeah, you know what? That wasn't even a question I wrote down. But I, I, I am actually very curious. Were there any scenes in this that scared you as a kid? Probably the fire at the, the end. Fire. Yeah, but you know, after you watch this so many times, you just know he's gonna he's make gonna it out okay. alive because first of all, it's a Disney movie. Yeah. Second of all, it's a kids movie. Yeah. Yeah. What about the rhino executioner? Did he scare you? No. No? Okay. No, the rhinos never scared me. Well, yeah, most of the rhinos didn't. They all looked the same. They were just copy-paste versions of each other. But the executioner guy had the hood on, and he had, like, no pupils. Oh, really? Yeah, he was really creepy. Yeah, he scared me when I was little. But, yeah, the fire scene with, like, when the sheriff is, like, actually, like, fighting with Robin Hood and everything's on fire, and he's, like, deliberately setting the place on fire and yeah. stuff. It's like, that's actually pretty... Pretty intense, but that's about it. We're going to talk about the special feature we saw yesterday. Yeah. There's an alternate ending there where is. King John, not King John, what <gasps> am I saying? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> the phony king of England. Phony king. <laughs> Prince John. Prince, uh, <laughs> Prince John phony. and his are... Sir His. Sir His, fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Get their titles right, damn it. King His. Oh, oh I'd, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Anyway, they track down Robin Hood after little John takes he's, him to the church. He's and, injured in this version. Yeah. Robin Hood gets actually which gets hurt, which more makes realistic. more sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you guys see arrows shooting directly at yeah. you? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So they have a knife and they're like, hello, Maid Marian. We're going to kill this guy. John pulls like a fucking dagger from his cloak and looks really sinister and is like, yeah. And I, actually, I really liked the the voices they used for this like animatic that they did. Like they, they had decent imitations. Decent. Decent. Some better than others. They got the quality of uh, Peter's Knopf doing 
Prince John. Yeah. Like that, that was that was decent. But yeah, and then King Richard just shows up there at the church and was just like, "Oh, what are you doing, brother? Ah, oh, up to your old tricks again." It's just like he just shows up. Yeah, I always hate it when that happens. It was it was kind of stupid. Yeah, the the original version, or not the original, rather. Because that could have been, well, I mean, it probably was. Yeah. That was probably what they initially intended. And then they were like, nah, let's just streamline things and go, go, go. The rooster just tells us everything's fine. <laughs> Sorry, he has a name. Um, it's it's uh, Alan Adale. Yeah. Because that's like, I guess, the minstrel or something that accompanied Robin Hood oh, yeah. and Merry Men. But I always just call him Chanticleer because um, multiple reasons. One being that was the name of the rooster from... Rockadoodle, which is that really shitty Don Blue film that we probably won't have to cover because it probably did not get a high enough rating. And also because, weirdly enough, there's this whole big backstory of how the Disney Robin Hood with all the animals and everything got started. And it was all because originally Disney wanted to do Reynard the Fox, those fables. Hmm. And in those stories, there's a rooster named Chanticleer. So it's like, wait, they just, that's him. That's, that's just the rooster. Okay. And obviously Reynard the Fox being Robin Hood. And that, yeah, we can talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, that's, that's the rooster to me. How much do you love that rooster? I love that rooster. Yeah. Roger Miller. Roger Miller. He's a country singer. And I don't yeah. like country, but I, it's, I love his voice. He like does like novelty tunes and yeah. stuff. So it's, 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 it feels very folksy more than like straight country. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I like folk. Yeah. And and boy, howdy, that's some memorable music. That was gonna be one of my questions of like stuff that you found most memorable about this movie, like the things that kind of stuck with you over the years, the things that you remembered, and how much of that was like a split between oh, like the appearances of the characters, the actions of the characters, the voices of the characters, or like the music or like the songs versus the instrumental music. Like just like it's it's not really a question so much as it's just like a prompt. A prompt. Let's just go to town. Normally when I think of this movie, I just think of the character designs. Mm-hmm. And actually, when we were watching this movie, I was supposed to be taking notes about, you know, general impressions. And I just ended up writing every single sequence that came to my head right before it happened because so much of it was flooding back. And at one point near the beginning, one of my notes was Robin Hood's Fingers. Oh, I wrote about his fingers too. Yeah. Oh my God. Where did I put that? Yep. Yep. That was one of the very first things I said. Robin has voice in fingers. I don't know what it is about those fingers. What is up with those fingers? They're kind of stubby, but then they have that little claw coming out the end of it. The little claw and the little lines that are there sometimes. I'm not sure how much of that is like the, the animation or how much is that like deliberately they're drawing his knuckles. Yeah. But I remember also in the Aristocats... With, um, I, I think I pointed this out then. Oh, yeah. With the dogs, how they were weirdly anthropomorphic. And I was like, oh, this is like they were kind of getting an idea for what they were going to do in the future. And they have similar hands yeah. and fingers. <laughs> and I think most of the characters have that. But it's really noticeable on him. And also made Marion. Like the bit where he's putting the ring on her and she's got her little yeah. little, little claws and fingers. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. <laughs> but yes. So... You, you you were writing down scenes right before they happened because you were like, oh, yeah. There weren't so much scenes as they were moments. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. There were a lot of those, like, just, just, just isolated, like, oh, my God. I remember the bunny girl laughing and then leaning against the tree and yeah, sighing. Yeah. And then it going right to a dissolve, or fading to black, rather, yeah. into the next thing. Like, that was one of the ones 
that's that's something I'll just think about randomly, like out of complete completely out of context. Me too. Just be like, I remember that stupid bunny laughing. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I didn't notice about this character in particular was the way she always itched at her pantaloons. Yeah. That's when really I was cute. a kid, I I didn't notice that. I just remember something else I wanted to look up. I wanted to look up uh, Don Bluth's involvement in this because oh. I knew he was, and I I, I screamed his name at the, during the opening credits like Don Bluth. Um, I can see it in yeah. the character designs and animation. Yes, I think the kids probably. Yeah, this would be my guess for me. Yeah, and I wonder if he was. That is what made me think of it. Was like, was he responsible for that bunny itching mannerism? Maybe. I, I feel like he could have done any of those kids, any of their animations. Um, I see it in the boy bunny. The boy bunny, yeah. yeah. And like all, all the kids made me think of uh, Miss Frisbee's kids in yeah. Secret of Them. Which, yeah, anyway. Which I've only seen once, so Ooh. I don't remember, but we will get to that. Yes, we will. In, like, and, oh, a year. <laughs> God damn it, I want to skip the 70s and just go straight to the 80s. There's so much good stuff in the 80s. I'm so tired of the 70s already. Oh, anyway. well, we're going to skip a few years. That's good. It'll be, it'll be okay. It'll be okay, yeah. There's going to be a lot of bad stuff in the 70s, right? So we don't have to review it. Anyway, so you find the characters, their designs, memorable. Yeah. Did you have, like, a... A favorite character design. Always Maid Marian. Maid Marian. She needs to be a Disney princess. Seriously. I mean, she's not a princess, but neither are some of the characters who are considered Disney princesses. So, hmm. I don't know. Can we we just bend the rules for her? Well, yeah. She deserves it. She definitely does. I I do wish she had a little bit more um, personality personality and agency. (laughs) Yeah. But she, she was fun in the scene that we met her. Yeah, I, I was. I think I even said this during the movie. It's like these two are so good with kids. Yeah. Both at first, I was thinking, oh, just Lady Cluck because she was really getting into it. But Maid Marian was also very good with the children. Yeah. Okay. How how do you feel about the kid characters? Um, the turtle annoys me. Oh. Okay. I feel bad about saying that, but he does. <laughs> That's okay. Sometimes the little toddler is cute. Sometimes she's just really annoying. Okay. So. You're just swinging back and forth between cute and annoying. Yeah. Okay. But I really like the boy bunny. Okay. Characters, memories. Too many memories. Yeah. I can't even begin. That's that's the weird thing about this movie is like more than many others, this one is the one that sticks. It's probably because we've both seen it so like, much. And also because even... of the reused animation. Well, there is that. Yeah, it yes. has an impact. Yeah, when you see the same exact thing over and over again, then yeah, it's going to be memorable. Ha ha ha. Do we want to talk about the, the reused animation? We might as well. We might as well. Okay. The thing is, <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> with this movie, it doesn't bother me that it's reused animation because it, it felt like they took a lot of iconic movements from when Disney was still alive and put this in a movie which I love plot-wise, time period-wise, character design-wise. So I don't like it. Okay. It is interesting that you pointed out, like, oh, they took these things from when Disney was still alive. Because, like, that was honestly the point. Mm -hmm. Wooly Reitherman, you know, the guy who's basically kind of in charge of animation at this point now that, like, not, not, sorry, animation, just the whole department, really. Uh. Um, He he was doing animation back in the day, and then he took over and was directing really wanted to play it safe with this one because at this point i believe walt and roy roy also was now dead so there were no disney's left in charge of the company 
And it was like, okay, well, this really needs to be a hit because everyone's panicking because there are no more Disney's. Well, Disney World, I think, had not quite opened. Land had, but World, I think, was still like, or was on the verge of opening. I'm not sure the exact timeline here. Hmm. But yeah, it, it was it was kind of a, a frightening time for them. And this was also, Disney had some knowledge of the Aristocats, I believe, in when it came to production. I, I'm sure we talked about this. But this was completely new. Like, this, mm-hmm. this had no stamp of approval whatsoever from Disney. So they had to do what they could. And so he really wanted to play it safe with so many things. Like, some of the character designs were changed from um, Ken Anderson's initial, well, designs. <laughs> to, like, kind of go with more traditionally, like, oh, yes, let's make the sheriff a wolf. Because wolves are bad guys. Instead of a goat. Why'd you pick a goat, man? That's weird. I watched uh, something on YouTube one of the old animators was talking about having to reuse animation yeah. and he said it was almost more trouble than it was worth because you still had to redraw a lot of stuff. I think Ryderman pushed for the reused animation because he wanted to do things that were like, yes, this is proven. This is good. We've done this before. We know it looks good. Let's just do it. And if it's one thing the Disney Corporation knows how to do, it's hammer the same <laughs> damn stuff into your brain over and <laughs> over and over I love, like that sequence, the the phony king of England sequence, because we know that's where the most of the re- repeated animation shows yeah, up. The dancing, the dancing. You get Snow White, of course, yeah. dancing with the dwarves, which we've already seen reused before. This isn't even the first time. Oh, was that in Aristocats? Uh, I can't remember now, but oh. I know we've seen it before. Okay. Um, Aristocats, though, we get reused animation in this from the Aristocats, also. The musicians. The musicians, like it's mostly noticeable for me. It was for the drummer. Oh, like, yeah. I, I really saw that in the drummer. And then you also have uh, Baloo and King Louie doing their dance from the Jungle Book. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, Little John and uh, Cluck. Cluck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so much of it. And you just look and you're like, I see all of this. I mean, it, it doesn't help that we watched all of these movies really recently. So it's like really fresh in our minds. Probably wasn't that bad for people who saw this movie back in, you know, the 70s. Yeah, they had they didn't have that years and years of separation. No VHSs. <laughs> uh, yeah, this podcast is ruining me for looking at animation. <laughs> <laughs> what have we done? Oh, I love it. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that I've already looked at. So welcome to my world. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. Yeah, so lots of reused animation in that sense. But then also within the movie itself, they would like repeat clips that we'd already seen like well the 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 laughing bunny she she does that twice in the movie yeah and the way the toddler bunny runs Mm -hmm. and the marching uh rhinos yeah and the elephants they actually repeat the elephants doing their trumpeting thing like immediately one after another like i think it's right before the archery sequence like Mm. they're appearing and then it's just just like repeat the exact same animation back to back but you know yeah for all the I don't want to say sloppiness, but laziness maybe a little bit. It, it seems like when, when it comes to like actually just using. Okay. They were saving money in that sense. I yeah. have to be fair. They, they, they just the have very. They needed to save some money. <laughs> because it was the 70s. Yeah. I think the point was they had a small budget for the film, but okay. Just because it was the 70s. Yeah. Gotta save money. Because <laughs> the 70s suck. <laughs> oh, now you admit it. <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah, the 70s do suck, but I like the music. Uh, oh, speaking of music, 
So, you know, I'm not into 70s music, but everything that felt 70s in this movie, uh-huh. I loved. <gasps> but that's probably the nostalgia talking. Uh, how do you feel about um the, the song that's just called Love? <laughs> oh, the one where Robin and Marion are, are, are having forest. their Lion King moment. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. It, okay. was, it was a nice, like, there's so much action in this movie. It was a nice way to kind of slow it down a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. It's also very 70s, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just so you know. I, know. And I like, liked it. I like all the fireflies. They yeah. were so beautiful. They had a bit of bedroom eyes, and then they go into a cave, and who knows what happens there. And then suddenly they're back at the camp. <laughs> anyway, no, the music is quite nice. I remember being immediately bored with that scene as a kid. Um, oh, I never was. Oh, yeah, no, I, 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 I was like, anytime, like, it was like, ugh, love song. <laughs> I did not like this as much as a kid. Now it's like, I, I like the music very much. That's very, uh, what do they call it? I think Pleasantly 70s. Did it get a nomination? Yeah, I think it actually got a nomination. Oh. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, do, do you want to talk any more about music, though? Like, nah. No? You're done? That's it? <laughs> Whistle stop? Do, 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 do. Yeah. The hamster dance. That one's great. <laughs> I prefer the original. Oh, God, yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, the... It, it gets stuck in your head. <laughs> and I was whistling it right before we watched the movie. It's hard to do. I like the marching music. Me too. Bum, bum, ba-dum, bum, ba-dum, bum. Yep. I was I was in anticipation of it in that very first time. I was like already tapping to yeah. the beat. Bum, 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 bum. Like, oh my god, here it goes, here it goes. It's the, they do it like more than once. I don't know. Oh, that does remind me. This is actually, I think, the last movie we're going to get that George... Bruins friends guy who's been doing the scores for like at this point almost like two decades or something wow. but yeah that means i don't know who does what's next is the rescuers after this one uh-huh. Disney-wise? okay oh no no winnie the pooh oh winnie the pooh okay okay i'm curious anyway so there are there are a few things that i'm curious and they're they're, they're things that's like do you want to talk about this and you can decide if we talk about okay. it okay okay do we want to talk about furries? I feel like people will expect us to talk about furries. Okay. Maybe a little bit. Okay. Do you want me to ask what we want to talk about and yeah. then we decide? <laughs> like, on what order? Okay. Do we want to talk about fat characters? Not to put too fine a point on it, but... They did mention it a lot in this they movie. They do. And there's a lot of heavier characters in this movie, and there's positives and negatives to all of them. Yeah, we can talk about that. Okay. And then the last one is, do we want to talk about queer coding for villains in particular? Oh, that that's didn't something... even register with this movie with me. Oh, wow. This but is the I one that I was like... But now that you mentioned it, I can totally see Okay. Because there, there are times before where we could have probably brought it up with Captain Hook. I think he might have been like the, the first like overtly queer coded Disney villain. But mm-hmm. there are so many more to come. So oh, yeah. like we could save it for later. We could just bring it up now and be like, guess what? We're going to talk about this eventually because boy, howdy, yeah, isn't it a thing? That. Because in in a sense, I, I see um, Prince John is also very infantile, like almost pushing more like the childish aspect than the like effeminate aspect. Definitely. So we he he's he's maybe not the best example, but it was definitely one that I was like, oh yeah, this is the thing I want to talk about eventually. Okay, which one would you want to talk tackle first? Tackle first. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> 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 What is wrong with you? Apple juice. Apple juice. I don't know. Shiver. 
Sugar. Yeah, I had cookies too. Oh, okay. Yeah, that explains it. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's talk about furries. Okay. Furries. So yeah, this this is widely considered the the entry point for. Uh, somebody like to enter the furry fandom was because this would have been their earliest exposure to anthropomorphic characters that weren't just like Looney Tunes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so it's not the first movie with anthropomorphic no, animals. No, no, no. That goes way back to when cartoons were invented. Just the idea of anthropomorphic animals is really, really old. Like that. Yeah. That's that's fables and stories and everything that's been doing that for yeah. centuries and centuries. Mickey Mouse is technically a furry. <laughs> The anthropomorphic animal, thank you. Is that your Mickey voice? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know what this voice is. I think what Robin Hood did was it I mean it had it didn't focus on the fact that well, it didn't focus on the fact that they were animals in most senses, you know, and it it, it it had them acting like humans and behaving like humans and mostly looking like humans. They just happened to be covered with fur and have animal heads yeah is like where you mostly see it i guess and yeah i'm wondering yeah what is that line between the like the looney tune animals and then the robin hood animals like what 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 would be the thing that pushed it over the edge i'm like, not well versed in the history mm-hmm. of furries but to me like stuff i see on deviant art i can not deviant differ- art. I cannot differentiate between the Robin Hood design and the Looney Tunes design because it all looks like cartoon animals to me. Sweet summer child. <laughs> that is my only exposure to furries. I guess I've been on the internet too long. Yeah, and on the wrong websites. Yeah. Oh boy. What are you doing? I've been on Tumblr, man. No, not Tumblr. <laughs> no, I, I did see a lot of furry art on uh, deviant art back in the day. So I guess my thought is that characters were not as well. I don't. I want to say that they were overtly sexualized in Robin Hood, but they were still depicted in ways that, like, yeah, he was a leading man and she was a leading lady, and yeah. they're 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 presented like that. They're they're like as opposed to just like ha ha five minute shorts of like Bugs Bunny just doing stuff or if. if like in drag or whatever that's not even sexualizing him and yeah i guess that's where the the shift is where i saw these characters being sexualized was when robin and little john were about to rob prince oh, john yeah. and they dress up as old well, as I mean, women and one of the rhinos is like hey hey it's a bear some junk in the trunk there <laughs> Whistling at that ass. Well-endowed bear. Mm-hmm. And then little John plays along with Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, wow. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the whole the whole furry phenomenon, I, I, I know it's generally recognized as, like, this is one of the early entry points. And then probably a ton of Saturday morning cartoons back in, like, I, I want to say a lot of the 90s. Probably some 80s, too, though. Just, like, a lot of people using animals and... Yep. anthropomorphic animals and well it was probably easier to do animation and character design for animals because you didn't have to worry about being anatomically correct you could just be like yeah. here's a representation of a rabbit mm-hmm. right here instead of trying to draw five fingers on a hand which is apparently really hard <laughs> it's real hard <laughs> hands are hard <laughs> 
yeah, and then just add some curves and, and you got a sexy bunny and you got a sexy fox and you all these things, I guess, apparently. Now I'm thinking of that stupid rabbit from Bambi. Oh my god. Yeah, those those were much, much, much less anthropomorphized, but yeah. they still I think I said that wrong, but whatever. They still obviously had, you know, certain human qualities in order yeah. to express and get points across and emote and stuff. But yeah. <laughs> Squishing. Uh, so, yeah, I, you know what? Yeah, I, I don't really have a whole lot to say. It I was just sort of say sort of like an, an obs- not an observation, just, just an acknowledgement of Robin Hood. Furries. Just according to the internet, this is the movie. This is the one. And Robin Hood is the fox. <laughs> he is the foxy fox. <laughs> I love that voice, though. Oh my gosh, I love his voice. Mm-hmm. Shakespearean actor. Also, incidentally, uh, he was gay. Oh. And he finally got to marry his partner in like 2013 and then passed away a few years later. Mm-hmm. That was Brian Bedford. Yes, thank you for the name. I I wrote down that. all the names. I love oh. all the voices. Did you write down Candy Candido? No, what? Oh boy. Okay, so that is the guy who did the crocodile's voice. Oh, yeah. We've heard him before and we yeah. will hear him again. Yeah. I, I never thought to look up that voice because it's just sort of like a, like, oh, that guy, that weird voice. I think he was like the freaking tree in the Wizard of Oz even. Oh. But like, wow. yeah, like he's, he's been around for a long time, or he was. And then I'm pretty sure he will be Fidget in The Great Mouse Detective. Cool. Same same freaking voice. There's some versatility there. Yeah. It's cool. But yeah, voices, actually. We could talk a little bit about some voices. We've got some some very distinct ones. We've got some people we've heard before and oh, yeah. uh, sometimes in the exact same role. Almost. <laughs> like, Trigger was one of the dogs in the Aristocats. That is correct. But you would expect Nutsy to be also one of those, but it wasn't. The Sheriff was the other dog. Yeah. Pat yeah. Bettram. Mm-hmm. He has done so much. He, he's he got such a cool voice. It's such a distinct, yeah, fun voice. Uh, he was in Back to the Future 3. Yeah, he was. He has such a... Southwestern voice. Southwestern? <laughs> yeah, to me he does. Western to me. Yeah. He, he, he belongs in a Western, which, yeah, I looked this up. Apparently this was originally going to be set in the West, mm-hmm. like, like or, or even, I think at one point, Deep South. Like, it was just sort of like, let's, let's make it a Western. And then they were like, nah. <laughs> Put it back in merry old England. Yeah, I like that it was in, in merry old England. And then with all these bizarre accents all over the place. Yeah. But yeah, we have... Uh, Peter Ustinov as both Prince John and, and Richard. Uh, King Richard. Yeah, I freaking love him as King John. Prince, damn it! You keep calling him the king. He doesn't deserve it. He's doesn't the phony king. It. I freaking love him as the phony king of England. Yeah, he he has some delightful deliveries, and you have to wonder how much of that was like him just having fun in the recording booth, like just sitting around going. <laughs> It's 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 great. Oh, the scene where uh, Robin goes to his bedroom to rob him of all his money he's hoarded, and Prince John is asleep and talking in his sleep. Yes. And oh my gosh, I love that voice acting right there. It's 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 real fucking good. I I am a personal huge fan of both the character and the voice. Sir Hiss, probably my favorite character. Yeah, 
Terry fucking Thomas. That's and his actual name, Terry hyphen fucking hyphen Thomas. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, no, but it is Terry Thomas with a hyphen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's very affected the way he talks, but it's that that's just kind of the role he'd been playing. That's like the kind of stuff he was famous for. When I was a kid, whenever I couldn't find anything, I would say, Hiss, you're never around when I need you. That's amazing. I always find myself thinking and quoting, stop hissing my ear. <laughs> Fire. One of the impressions I wrote down during the movie was when Hiss got drunk. Oh, yeah. That's, that's memorable. Like, come come <laughs> My possible favorite Hiss moment is when he starts singing the Phony King of England song, but yes. he, like, needs to, like, warm up first. You and, and I just started laughing when he was warming up because we knew exactly what, knew was, what coming, was coming. Down to the inflection. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, you don't expect also that kind of voice to be coming from him when he sings. It's so great. Anyway, we, 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 we've been jumping all over the place. Yeah. We were going to talk about um, the fat representation, I guess, yeah. in the movie. Which, again, we had some goods and some bads. We had a lot of characters calling other characters fat. Yeah. Like, a lot. But was it usually the villains who did that? Um, Almost always they, the villains? Who the said villains that? who said that? Yeah. Probably. Because I remember Prince John saying it about, is it Lady Cluck? Yes. Okay, Lady Cluck. And be like, get the fat one or something like that. And But then immediately that goes into her doing like the football sequence, which is like one of her most badass sequences of the whole movie. Yeah. So I'm just like, you go, girl. That's awesome. She is at times often a stereotype, too. Like yeah. She's the, the jolly best friend. Mm -hmm. She is. But at least it's a positive stereotype, I think, as opposed to, like, I remember having beef with this back in the Sleepy Hollow chunk of the um, that film. <laughs> that um, film. That film. Yeah. Where, where it was like the... The kind of undesirable, goofy, fat, he didn't want to be with her, but she just kept coming back and doting on him and they were dancing and then he got rid of her. And that just felt really mean, yeah. mean-spirited, where this didn't feel mean-spirited. So at least there was that, it's like clinging yeah. to that. But yeah, and then you had um, Little John and Friar Tuck and the Sheriff of Nottingham all decidedly heavy characters yeah but i think they call fire tuck fat a few times i think i wrote that down i'm like stop it there is i think it's a trope where if two overweight guys are arguing with one another they, one of them have to bounce, bounce. The other's stomach yeah i do like that he throws them out of this fucking church by doing that yeah it's like get the fuck out of here i will throw my weight around to get you out to the character designer's credit, I think Friar Tuck's design was based off of the actual actor, Andy Devine. Oh. Oh. Like, even oh. the posture. Yeah, I, I, I do like that when character animators pull from the voice actors. I mean, yeah. you get that with Terry Thomas and the, the Gap Teeth, but mm -hmm. and other things, I'm sure. With Little John and the Sheriff, I don't think it's necessarily labeled as a bad thing that they're overweight. Yeah, I, although I worry that it is for the sheriff because he's like this greedy wolf character who's like absolutely evil, possibly one of the most despicable characters I've seen in recent history. Like the stuff he does, what an asshole. And I'm like, but yeah, are they trying to depict him as 
this greedy wolf character and then also on top of that make him overweight whether a conscious decision or or not it's a lot of things when you have to wonder like how much of a lot of things that are done are like is this a conscious decision or is it just sort of a subliminal thing a subtextual thing well prince john is greedy but he's not overweight no he's childish and effeminate so i don't know (laughs) all more more things that are considered negative uh, little John was overweight because he is Baloo. Yeah, he's just he's just, he's just Baloo. Baloo. And it's it's Phil Harris just being Phil Harris again. <laughs> yeah. Although it, it's probably my favorite of his performances of the three times we've heard him in the last three fucking movies. Yeah. <laughs> Go away. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's enough. Or, or not be a happy-go-lucky Phil Harris. Yeah, the exact same character in each movie. Do please. some acting, please. But I, I I do like him in this one. He's a little bit more... I don't know that he has more range, necessarily. I don't know. I never really liked Baloo as much as everyone did. So, yeah, that was the whole thing. <laughs> Let's see here. I think we're winding down. We are. Okay, well, I mean, I asked before, like, uh, your favorite character design and all that. but And I already said my favorite character was Sir Hiss. Mm-hmm. But who's your favorite character just all around... Maybe the boy bunny. What's his name? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> He's the birthday boy. <laughs> and the fucking sheriff takes his present from him. And then he like steals from what he thinks is a blind man. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, the boy bunny, I swear he has to have a name. We can't, can we really get away with just saying, yeah, boy bunny? I forget. Okay. But anyway, we... He's great. We didn't talk about two uh, Disney voices that... They're minor characters, but there's uh, Sexton, who's the church mouse, who's yes. somehow a priest also. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on there. That's Piglet. It is. Yay. Yes, of course. And, and then, then there's his... J. Pat O'Malley, who has been in like every Disney thing ever. I recognize that name. Yeah. yeah. And also, wasn't the little Sexton mouse... His mom was uh, yeah, that was Mary Merriweather. Like I didn't even need to look up the name because it's so obvious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do we want to mention like the the joke that we noticed that was like kids wouldn't get that the Norman joke. the Norman joke? Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I I think he uh, Prince John is he speaks he speaks a French phrase, but before he does, he says uh, to 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 quote the the Norman phrase. And then speaks French. But, like, yeah, kids wouldn't know necessarily that that was, like, that's what that is referring to. Like, what Norman meant back in these ye olden days. Yeah, I know that went over my head back in the day. Good lord. I mean, it went over my head probably when I saw this, like, ten years ago because I probably just missed it. Also, another joke that I don't think I ever picked up on until now was when Maid Marian is dancing around in her quarters and Lady Cluck is all like, ah, young love. And then she opens up her wardrobe and then there's the wanted poster on there like it's a fucking poster in her locker. Yeah. (laughs) I never really caught that. Like, it was like, oh yeah, she just has a poster, but I just made like the locker connection. She's like, oh God, she is just like a young teenager who's like, ah. (laughs) I did notice that, but I took it for granted. Ah, yeah. I I, I liked that too. So yeah, there's there's some cute stuff. There's some weird stuff like Sir His flying in a balloon. I propelling himself with its tail and apparently his helium breath. What the fuck? <laughs> it's a cartoon. This is cartoon physics. 
It's so bizarre. And then he looks up Robin Hood's tunic and is like, oh, it's him. <laughs> wow. How do you know, Hiss? How do you know? It's all the tail. Come on now. Let's not be rude. <laughs> yeah. And I, I I don't know. Final thoughts, at least on my end, is, is it's, you know, it's fun. It's probably not as good as a lot of us feel like it is because of our nostalgia, gog- nostalgia goggles. Nostalgia goggles. Yeah. But it's mostly harmless fun. And I'm okay with that. I'd rather watch this than a lot of the Disney movies from this era. So yeah, I'll take I'll take this little silver lining. Yeah. It is one of my favorite Disney movies that I keep forgetting about. Mm-hmm. But that's probably a good thing because I don't like it when Disney shoves things down my throat. Fair enough. Yeah. Like all the princess branding, blah, blah, blah. Or all of the newer movies. Sure. Yeah. I love this movie. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to hide how much I love this movie. That's, you know what? That's valid. It is action-packed. It it sticks with the times. The old medieval times. Mm-hmm. Yield. Yes. I was so excited to watch this yeah. movie. I was too. And, and I did enjoy it. Very enjoyable movie. I wish there was actually... Even though I just said I like that Disney doesn't shove it down my throats, I wish there was more merchandise for it because I would be all over that. <laughs> you know? That makes sense. You, you say you like the character designs and that's the most memorable thing for you and that's what you're going to get on merchandise. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You got to go to like probably Disneyland or Disney World and probably. see what they've got there. Yep. But yeah. Okay. I think that about wraps it up. So what, dare I ask, is on the agenda for next episode? Allegro non troppo. Okay, never mind about the dare I ask. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is going to be another one that has a little bit of live action. But again, with our, our, our ruling that if the bulk of the film stands up without the live action, or if, if it doesn't stand up, if you cut all the animation and it's not even a film anymore, then... Plus, yes. if we did a two-episode discussion on Fantasia. We have to watch this movie because you yeah. talked about this movie. I did. I brought discussion. it up and I'm, I'm very excited. I think at the time I wasn't even sure if we were going to cover it. I wasn't sure either. Yeah. So, hey, guess what? We will. Yay. Yay. So we will see you next time. Bye now. Bye. Taco first? What do you want to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) What is wrong with you? Apple juice. Apple juice. I don't know.